Entrepreneur on Fire 433. What are you waiting for? Tickets to a rocket ship? Well, here you go and hang on tight as John Lee Dumas is about to take you on a wild ride. Ignite. Audiobooks.com has over 40,000 titles and you can preview as many of them as you'd like for free. Head over there today and get your first book for free as well at audiobooks.com slash fire. Walker Corporate Law recognizes that entrepreneurs are a special breed with special needs. That's why they're always available and pride themselves on responsiveness and a passion for practicing law. Contact the founder, Scott at walkercorporatelaw.com. Okay, Fire Nation, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Adam Urbanski. Adam, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely. Yes. Adam is the founder of TheMarketingMentors.com, which is a secret weapon behind some of today's biggest entrepreneurial success stories. Tens of thousands of coaches, consultants, and other entrepreneurial professionals uses no-nonsense, easy-to-implement marketing strategies to turn ideas into successful businesses that make big impact and generate profits fast. Giving our listeners just a little overview, Adam, so take a minute. Tell us about you personally. We want to get to know you. Then give us an overview of your business. You know, thank you, John, for having me. One of my biggest passions is transforming lives. And uh, my first claim to fame was building a restaurant business. I started with $194 and built a chain of coffee shops slash bagel shops and sold them for a nice seven-figure uh, dollar amount. And But you know what? When I sold them and I started my coaching consulting business to help other entrepreneurs become more successful, I realized that uh, it was a totally different game to mar- market your services versus market your products or market your restaurants. And one of the questions that absolutely drove me nuts when I started promoting my coaching consulting services was, what do you do? And then when I answered what I do, people said, well, why should we do business with you? (laughs) And I absolutely hated to justify myself. So I vowed that I would create a program, a process, a system that will attract clients like crazy to me and make them beg to do business with me. I've spent the last 13 years, uh, you know, building, perfecting and, and tweaking that system to make sure that it works for me and my clients today. Wow. Well, (laughs) I can definitely see why you would feel that way. I always feel the same way when people are like, well, why should I listen to your podcast? I'm like, well, I just want to create such a great podcast that people have to ask me why they shouldn't be listening to the podcast. And that's the mentality that as entrepreneurs, we should always be striving for. And I'm going to dive into that system that you've created, Adam, a little later on in the interview. But before we do, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote because we really want to get that motivational ball rolling. So take it away. You know, I wish I could remember where it came from because I don't think I come up, I came up with it, but it's, if it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly to start with. Okay, so if it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly to start with. So kind of break that down for us, Adam. How do you translate that quote? So you see, I'm a perfectionist that I think a lot of people, especially service professionals, we are perfectionists by nature. And what happens, we concoct such amazingly incredible visions in our head, visions of perfections, that it's nearly impossible to translate them into reality. So people will often spend weeks, months, 
It's not unusual that they will take years to develop something and then they go and try to take it to the market and ask, how do I sell it? Well, I flip it completely around and try to sell something. I call it an MVP, minimal viable product or minimal, minimum viable proposition or program. You know, just almost like what can, what are the two, three, four components that you need to put together to make something market ready, to make it sellable and then go and sell it. So don't worry about making it the perfect version to start with. Just make it a sellable version to start with and then perfect as you grow. So it's kind of like this, you know, a kind of a different take on implement first, perfect later. Uh, but bottom line is you must sell it first and then perfect it, make it better as you go. Wow. See, I love that philosophy, Adam, and that's exactly how I started Entrepreneur on Fire because let me tell you, when I first started doing these interviews over 400 ago and well over a year ago, I was poor. I was worse than poor, and I share those interviews, and there always will be out there. So it's even more difficult in the podcasting game because that's evergreen content that people can always go back and listen to. But at least with a product, if you get that first iteration out and it is poor and you approve upon that, the next thing that people are seeing is a better and more improved product each and every step of the way. So that is such a great minimally viable product philosophy. We've actually had Eric Reese of the Lean Startup on Entrepreneur on mm. Fire who talks so eloquently, Adam, about that exact topic. And I'm looking forward to you talking even more about it as well. But before we do, we want to move to the next segment of the interview, which is a failure, a challenge, an obstacle that you face at some point in your journey, Adam, because Entrepreneur on Fire, it's about your journey as an entrepreneur. So, Take us there. Take us to that time when you just failed and really tell us that story so we can be there with you and then share with us the lessons that you learned. I think that today when I deal with entrepreneurs and, and especially newcomers to the market, they're so afraid of failure. And I believe that um, all my failures just made me more in tune with what's going on and more in tune with what's going on for me in particular. You know, when I first sold my restaurant business, I was just, uh, bottom line, I was cocky. I was young. I was uh, 28 years old, made a lot of money. And I kind of thought that, you know, uh, uh, I, I'm better than anybody else. <laughs> you know, it took real life to humble me. And, and I think it made me so much better. So what has happened is uh, I transitioned into this coaching consulting business. And my new business wasn't bringing any money or not definitely not enough money. So it didn't take long because before I was pretty much completely down to zero. And actually, I was even better off, uh, worse off than when I started before. And I remember wow. a story. I remember a time um, I was networking to get, to get new business. And um, I went to a networking function put together by a local chamber of commerce. And as the function was kind of winding towards the end, I had, uh, and, and things were really bad. Um, I've sold my home just to pay off some bills. Uh, we moved into a two-bedroom small apartment, two small kids at the time. And I had 20 bucks in my pocket, John, and I drove, I, I had to turn my cars in. I drove a borrowed car. It was like a 15-year-old Ford Fiesta. I was falling apart, rusted piece of crap that, uh, you know, I parked like two miles away from the meeting because I didn't want people to see what I drive. <laughs> and at the end of this meeting, a bunch of friends got together and said, hey, we're going to go out for, for some more drinks. You're coming with us. And, you know, I stood there almost frozen and I, I was making some quick decisions. I was like, I've got 20 bucks. It's probably enough to buy a drink and a half wherever we are going. Uh, I need to buy some food for my family. And my car is pretty much running on fumes. So I've got to put some gas and I've got $20. 
I mean, it's like I dug through the cushions. I mean, I, I, I shook all the jacket pockets. It's like 20 bucks is what I've got. What do I do? And, you know, and, and they were making fun of me that I'm whizzing out of going out and I'm, I've got to go home and so on. But the bottom line is I just did not have money. And I, I could not bring myself to admit to people around me that I was pretty much completely broke. And, uh, you know, I was able to turn it around because a friend of mine gave me an idea and a strategy to put together an entrepreneurial growth program out of all the possible things. And he said, you've got to bring other entrepreneurs as members into your programs. And he gave me a way to do that. And uh, pretty much I got on the phone, uh, started calling local entrepreneurs and very quickly turned my business around. I mean, within months. I was in a completely different situation. So, you know, I've learned very valuable lessons, even though I was a smart business owner and I understood that marketing and selling are necessity. I actually did not understand it until that experience. And I absolutely knew that it didn't matter how good I was at what I was doing, how great my message was, how much I could help people. If I didn't know how to market and sell myself effectively, I had nothing. I would starve until, again, I got serious about marketing and selling myself effectively. The second thing I understood about uh, positioning, because, you see, the inside reality did not match what I was selling on the outside. But people on the outside don't care about your reality. They care about the perception. They care whether or not you can actually help them. So this is a very thin line. I'm not trying to tell you to lie or misrepresent the facts. But if you can help someone, your job is to do your best to show them how you can be of service. So today I see a lot of newer entrepreneurs who think, you know, I can't charge more or I can't go after certain type of business because I'm brand new. We realize the thought about being brand new in business is just between your ears. To your potential clients, they don't care if you started yesterday, last year, or a decade ago. All they care is whether or not you understand the current situation and whether or not you can help them do something about it in a positive way. That's all they care about. And then the third lesson I've learned was about the art of making irresistible offers. How to present what you do and how you do it in such a way that the person receiving your message kind of goes, I get it. And I don't care what it takes. I want it. And, you know, that really just those few pieces, those few uh, different approaches, strategies, just completely revolutionized my business. And, you know, uh, it's actually the kind of story I actually didn't share until about a year or two years ago because it was so, it was embarrassing. I mean, here's Mr. Success. Here's a guy who's made millions quickly starting from zero. And then I was dumb enough to lose it again. And, you know, I had to recover from it. And it was, it was a tough failure, uh, but I'm, I'm so much better for having to experience it. Such a powerful story, Adam, of somebody going to seven figures at 28 years old, thinking he's on top of the world, all the way back down to zero in a small two-bedroom apartment with two kids. You gave three great lessons learned. And the last one, the irresistible offer, really intrigues me. Can you share with Fire Nation a real-world example of an irresistible offer? You know, I almost call it stacking your value. So, for example, a few years ago, I wanted to try a new program. Now, here's there's going to be some lessons in there as well. I wanted to try a new program. And I, wanted, I realized that entrepreneurs, uh, particularly coaches and consultants, have really about three or four core problems. They can't translate what they do into a powerful message. Uh, they can't generate leads. 
Uh, they can't structure a very specific program. They can't turn what they do into a system. And then uh, they can't close, turn leads into clients. You know, most of the time, if the life depended on it, they just can't close. So I decided I would create a program called Overnight Authority Intensive, basically taking people that just have a passion for something and walking them through those four steps, how to do it in the business. And I got on the phone with people and... Um, it was enough to tell them that I will teach them those things in three or four days in a very small environment. You know, when I, when I described the right way, the four things they will walk away with, they were thrilled. But, you know, once they learned that this is the four-day event and what the price, and they were like right there on the borderline, I would, I would add value. I would say, well, how about we actually spend some time privately and I'll help you come up with the messages. And how about I'm going to give you access to another program that will give you access to my support structure for another 12 months. And then how about I give you another another program or another training that will actually teach you how to create your own seven-step marketing system that brings clients to you. So you see, it's creating one core component that's extremely valuable. That's exactly what your prospects want. And then on the top of that component, just sort of sweetening the deal and adding a few other components that they will be willing to pay almost the entire amount just to get each of those additional components on their own. But now they're brought together in one package. So what was a really good offer to start with at the end becomes this like no brainer, irresistible offer that a person doesn't even ask, you know, wow, should I do it or should I not? They pretty much think to themselves, I'll be a total idiot if I didn't take advantage of it because there is nothing that I can lose. I love that message. I love that insight. Right when people are wavering on that line of committing and diving in, you make it so irresistible that boom, they are committed and they're rocking and rolling. Adam, great takeaway there. And let's go to the other end of the spectrum now because you just told us a great story of how you failed and how you picked yourself up off the ground and how you really moved forward and the lessons you learned from that. You've shared with us during that story some great aha moments that you've had, some light bulbs that went off, but I really want to analyze one of those light bulb moments that you've had in your journey, one aha moment that you said, wow, this is Adam Urbanski. This is me. This resonates with myself. This is something that lights me up inside. Talk to us about that moment, Adam. Tell us that story and then the steps that you took afterwards to turn it into success. You know, uh, the light pole moment really has about presenting value the right way and how we on the receiving end of it use shortcuts to judge value. So let me ask you a quick question first, and I'll tell you the story when yes. the light bulb went on for me. Uh, if I said, uh, here's a Ford Fiesta and here's a Ferrari, if you didn't know, actually, let me ask the question different. If I showed you two cars and one was an investment of 25000 and the other one was the investment of 250000 which one is a better car? The 250000 Absolutely. And without even knowing what brand, what mark, and what car it is, but how can you know it for certain, right? You have no idea, <laughs> but you used, you used price as a shortcut. So you see, what I was doing, I was, I was putting together small events to promote myself, and I would charge kind of like $25, $40, early bird, $50 at the door entry fee. You know, it was a nightmare to promote these events. I just couldn't get people in the door. 
And then one of my mentors said, you know what, you're doing it totally wrong. You've got to do, you've got to put together a two-day event and just charge a thousand dollars for it. And you'll see people will be begging you to come. I'm like, this is crazy. I can't even, I can't even sell a $40 event. And now you're telling me to charge a thousand. You are nuts. But you know what? When a mentor tells you to do something, shut up and do it. So, you know, I put together my first event. Now, the funny thing is I did not have a guts to charge a thousand bucks. So I charged $299. And a funny thing happened, people actually paid and came. Now, it wasn't an overwhelming success from the very get-go. I didn't bring 100 people to the room on my first try, but it was enough for me to realize, wow, this actually really works. So I realized that people judge value by price. And later on, I learned from you know Cialdini's Influence, uh, the, Persu- the Psychology of Persuasion book, that People use price as a shortcut to judge how good something might be. So when this is, again, going back to people who might be starting out, they go, well, I'm new. I can't charge certain prices. You know, they'll say like, John, you are John, so you can charge X for consulting. Or you are Adam Urbanski, so you can charge X for coaching and consulting or your products or seminars. That is not true. You see, when people people see low price, they automatically think to themselves, it must be low quality, something must be wrong with it, or there must be a catch. When they see a high price, two things happen. They automatically assume that you are really, really good, that it's a really good product, and it automatically increases their desire to have it. We are just wired this way that if something is that good and it's slightly outside of the of our bounds of reaching it, then we want it even more. So that was huge for me. I started charging more for, for my seminars. And today, you know, I charge a lot for my coaching and consulting time, for my programs, for my products. And I use actually price as one of the positioning strategies. And here's something that I can share with you really quick, a tip for people who actually have to sell the services. Here's an example. I have a conversation with a prospect, and uh, and, a pro- and I say to the prospect, you know, I charge $2,500 an hour for private coach- coaching consulting, and there's a, a specific number of hours that's a minimum commitment. And most likely, you will have to wait about four to six weeks before we can get started, and I require a significant deposit up front. So now knowing that someone would say, well, you know, for $250 an hour with no commitments, I can start working with, you know, John Smith and and he's ready to start with me tomorrow. I will always say the same question. I said, well, you know, John, that's very nice, but let me just ask you something. You know, so John Smith charges $250 an hour and he's available tomorrow. Now I charge 10 times more and there is a a, a two month waiting period to get started with me. Why do you think that is? (laughs) Inevitably, the person always says, well, because you're better. At this point, the only question that remains, I'm like, well, when do you want to get started? (laughs) Adam, we need to really just have an actual (laughs) funnel on your show notes page of exactly this conversation because this is exactly how entrepreneurs need to be presenting themselves. It's how they need to be thinking of themselves. It's the confidence that needs to exude from us as entrepreneurs, as business owners, in the value that we provide. Because in so many cases, as you're saying so eloquently, perception is reality. And Adam, what I would love for you to do for Fire Nation right now is boil down all this goodness you just shared with us into one lesson that we can take away from your knowledge, from your experience in this area. The lesson would be very in line with my original quote, which is if it's worth doing, it's worth doing poorly to start with. My biggest lesson to entrepreneurs is make money first, build business second. 
You see, the reason I went completely broke when I first started this business and I lost everything I've worked so hard for you know previous decade to build is because I was trying to build a business. I was trying to accomplish perfection, build certain image out there rather than just really testing in real life what's selling and what's not selling. So for example, today, if I want to do an event, I don't prepare materials. I don't book venues. I create a simple sales message and put it out there to the market. When I make a sale, I go, oh, I guess people want to buy this stuff. I better put it together. You know, two, actually six years ago, I had the biggest experience of it at that time. I decided to host a year-long coaching program. And at that time, the coaching program consisted of uh, two stacks of yellow page notes, and each stack was about two feet high. I mean, notes from a previous decade of being an entrepreneur. And I said, you know what? I'm going to turn it into a, a year-long coach teaching pe- year-long program teaching people how to really build businesses. Now, I had two choices. Typically, I would just dig through those materials, um, you know, put them in some sort of system, tweak, perfect. It would probably take me about a year to put it together. And I learned from the experience in the past that this is the bad way to do it. This is what most people do. They build websites, they build programs, they create fancy brochures, they create titles, you know, buy office furniture, and they go broke. So I said, I'm going to do it differently. I wrote one page sales letter and I invited people to a teleseminar. And in a teleseminar, I told them a little bit about kind of the key teaching points of the program. And I invited them to the program. It was a $6,000 investment. And John, we brought in 66 people to the program. Wow. And when 66 sales at 6,000 came in, I thought, you know, I think I better put this program together. (laughs) (laughs) So make money first, build business second, bring in cash. Cash flow is king. And then use that cash to build the uh, infrastructure to support the business that you've just brought in. So Adam, I'm learning a lot from you on this call, and I think you would appreciate this just with everything that we're talking about today is is how that we here at Entrepreneur on Fire just launched Podcasters Paradise. And what Mm -hmm. Podcasters Paradise is, is a community to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. And I knew that there was a need out there, but before I did anything, created any products or even, you know, got the domain or anything, I said, you know what, I'm going to throw up a sales page. We're going to have an early bird special to see what the interest is. So before we even did anything besides just that one sales page about Podcasters Paradise, we opened it up for one weekend, had 35 sales into the program before anything was created. Then we were like, you know what? People have taken out their wallets. They've paid for this this product, this community, Podcasters Paradise. Now we can actually start marketing, start building out, and start creating stuff. And as we sit today, just actually three weeks after launch, we're sitting at over 270 members and over $75,000 in sales because we tested first that people would actually do that. Love it. And Adam, one thing that I know a lot of the listeners are going to say, they're going to say, okay, great, you put that sales page, Adam, and you got people to a teleseminar, and then 66 people bought a $6,000 course. How did you get people to that teleseminar? Man, that is actually a great story because at that point, I have built a list. So I could invite others. I could people invite people who were part of my market. But I also, for years, rely heavily on joint venture marketing. So to give you an idea, when I networked for business, when I first got started, very early on, I experienced a shift. And I said, you know what? I don't want to go out there and hunt for dinner. 
I want to go out and create relationships. And I came up with what I call a 10 by 10 by 10 formula. So that means um, I wanted to create 10 relationships each year that will, each relationship will introduce me to 10,000 of my ideal potential clients. And those 10,000 people will each be so impressed with what I teach them when they come in contact with me, that they will be raving about me to 10 additional friends. When you think about it, that's a million eyeballs that I get exposed to in a year. Now, the formula might be slightly different. So you may get connected with, you know, 20 people a year that each introduces you to 5,000 people, or uh, it's just, you you know, numbers can work differently. It's just a formula that for me became easy to remember, 10 by 10 by 10. So when I went to a networking meeting, I wasn't looking for the next person that had 100 bucks in the wallet that could buy something from me. I was looking for a person that had a business that had a database of, of uh, customers, current, past, that uh, they would want to introduce me to those customers for a good reason. That's what I was looking for, building a relationship. And I was looking for people that I would love to invite over and have dinner with, that I would love to be friends with, that fought the same way, that had similar values. And I knew that business would come out of it. And that business would be a hundred times better than just a one-time sale with someone that I just met today and sold them something tomorrow. And, you know, so... Here's something else, a quick lesson. In the restaurant business, I had a customer named Ross, and Ross was driving a new fancy car every month. He was pissing me off. He was one of those filthy rich guys, (laughs) came in, had the same thing for breakfast every day. But, you know, um, I had conversations with Ross, and back then my English was a lot worse, and I couldn't understand much of what people were saying back to me. But, you know, I asked Ross, it's like, how do you get, I mean, you're obviously rich. How do you get rich? And Ross said two things. Look, if you want to make a lot of money, you've got to find out what people want and give it to them. And I kind of, I mean, this is a typical advice, right? It's like, we hear this a lot. I'm like, okay, I get this, right? People, people are hungry in the morning, give them bagel and coffee. I'm making good money. But he said, if you want to get filthy rich, you've got to create and control markets. And, you know, John, like imagine this illustration, just like, you know, a, a thing buzzes over your head and you kind of feel a little bit of a wind, but you have no clue what just happened. <laughs> right. Well, that was my, it's like, yeah, Russ, thanks a lot. Great advice. Whatever the heck that means. So I create markets and control them. What, the, what does that mean? But you know what? When I started building my list and the first time I had experience of sending an email, promoting something and getting paid and then maybe promoting someone else's offer that was in alignment with what I stood for, that I knew would be of value to my audience and making money on it, it, a big light bulb went in my head. I'm like, oh my God, I just created a market and I control this little market. It's not big, but that's my market and I'm in total control of it. So building a list, creating a database of current, past and future clients is absolutely mandatory. This is where the money is in your business, not in your products, not in your knowledge. It's in the database and even more importantly, in your relationship with that database. Adam, I could not agree with that more. With Entrepreneur on Fire, I attribute all of my success to the fact that I get to talk to 365 incredibly inspiring and successful entrepreneurs every Mm. single year and one-on-one conversations like you and I are having now, Adam, where I'm building a relationship and that has been what's brought Entrepreneur on Fire from just a free podcast and now a business that's bringing in six figures on a monthly basis and I love this model of building relationships and networking and connecting and you're slamming it home for us, Adam, so thank you for that. And what I really want you to do now is bring things to current time, bring it to today. Share with Fire Nation one thing that's just really exciting you right now. 
Wow. You know, so I mentioned earlier that one thing that turns me on is transforming lives. And in fact, as a company, our purpose is um, awakening people to their possibilities. So not as there's no, there is no marketing or money in that purpose. It's just, it's really making people realize how great they are and what a great impact they can make. If they could just start seeing the world a little bit differently. So what turns me on today is, look, I've been selling coaching products and programs and, and trainings for over a decade. And there's an old saying, an old adage that you can bring the horse to the water, but you can't make them drink. <laughs> and it's really in our industry, it's, it's, it's really just overwhelmingly upside down for me, meaning uh, out, of ni- out of 100 people who will invest in themselves to get access to certain trainings of programs, you know, it's pretty much assumed that at the, at, at the very least 90 will pretty much fail. About five will do something and about five will actually become successful through the training. And to me, it's an unacceptable ratio. So I'm on a mission to really transform that world. And, you know, I'm okay with 5% failure ratio, but not a 95% failure ratio. So my passion, what drives me today is looking for how do we deliver our trainings, our programs in a way that people really consume it and implement it. So I constantly think when I teach someone something, how do I make them actually take action on it? Uh, How do I make it so easy to consume that uh, they will immediately turn around and take the first step? And that's kind of what drives me today through creating products, programs, whatever it is. I want to make sure that we actually not just have a transaction, but we create transformation long term. Wow. Well, I can see why tens of thousands of coaches, consultants, and other entrepreneur professionals use this approach, Adam, because it is all about results. It's results-driven. It's results-focused. And I'm a fan. Now we're going to break in to thank our sponsors. The name isn't that convincing when you're thinking small, boutique. They sound like a pretty big deal. They have all kinds of experience and specialize in lots of things that other law firms probably never take a second glance at. Who am I talking about? Walker Corporate Law, where their mission is to protect entrepreneurs and help them succeed. At Walker Corporate Law, they recognize that entrepreneurs are a special breed with special needs. That's why they're always available via email or cell to help you out, and they pride themselves on responsiveness, attentiveness, and a passion for practicing law. Sound pretty good? I think so, too. They also have a crew of lawyers who all have at least 10 to 25 years of experience. No junior lawyers getting on-the-job training in their house. If you're looking for a boutique corporate law firm who is ready to get to know you and your business, then contact the founder, scott at walkercorporatelaw.com today. That's scott at walkercorporatelaw.com. Did you just hear that? I could have sworn someone said something about a free audiobook. All right. I almost forgot to tell you that audiobooks.com is offering Fire Nation your first book for free at audiobooks.com slash fire. Don't worry, no strings attached. With audiobooks.com, you can listen instantly anywhere from your Apple or Android device or straight from your PC or tablet with a great online library of over 40,000 titles, including several of the best business book recommendations you've heard right here from top entrepreneurs. You're sure to find those titles you've been meaning to read for years. Audiobooks.com also offers great membership benefits like one audiobook per month 
plus 33% off each additional title you listen to. You can even preview as many books as you want for free to ensure you're only getting the ones that you enjoy listening to. Get your first book for free at audiobooks.com slash fire. And Adam, this is just a perfect segue to what my favorite part of the interview is, the lightning rounds. This is where I get to ask you a series of questions, and you come back at us, Fire Nation style, with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? Thinking too small. What is the best advice, Adam, you've ever received? Well, I sort of gave that one away. It's create a marketplace and control it. (laughs) Create a marketplace, control it, dominate it. Own it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Can you share one of your personal habits, Adam, that you believe contributes to your success? One thing is uh, masterminding. It's surrounding myself with people that are smarter than me, uh, that have similar values that I can share ideas with, kind of rip my business, rip myself apart, and then with their help, put it back together. Uh, I think that is invaluable and not enough people get involved in it. Do you have an internet resource, Adam, like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? Sure. I've got to give you two. Sure. <laughs> and uh, they're just abs- they save me a day a week. Not, no exa- there's no exaggeration in that statement. Number one is RoboForum. You can go to RoboForum.com. It basically remembers all your passwords on, and access to the internet. And I've got hundreds of sites I access <laughs> weekly. So with one click, I can be on those sites and don't worry about remembering all those individual passwords. The second one allows me to consume information twice as fast, and it's called Enounce, uh, E-N-O-N-C-E. You can go to Enounce.com. It's actually Enounce My Speed Player. So I would listen to teleseminars, webinars, recordings of those programs, typically at two times, sometimes even three times the speed. So when a normal person takes an hour to listen to a program, I can consume it anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes and take the remaining 30 to 40 minutes to actually start doing something with the information I just learned. Oh, love that. Fire Nation, you can find the links to both of these resources that we just mentioned by going to eofire.com slash Adam Urbanski. Adam, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be? Man, it's a book that I'm actually just finishing reading. And, uh, you know, I'm huge about learning selling. Uh, I think most entrepreneurs fail because they don't understand sales at all. And it's a book that a friend of mine turned me on. It's called The Secret of Selling Anything. And it's by a guy named Harry, Harry Brown, B-R-O-W-N-E. The Secret of Selling Anything, absolutely amazing and transformational. Love that. Well, Fire Nation, if you haven't already, and I know that you love audio, you can get the audio version of this book for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And if you're like Adam, listen to it at double speed. (laughs) Adam, this next question is the last question of the lightning round, and it is a doozy, so make sure you focus. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Man, that's a tough one. I'll probably spend the first couple of days just kind of feeling my way around and understanding what people 
in this new world really want? And, and I would I find a segment of, of this population that wants something that I knew I could deliver. So whether it's some sort of information, whatever it is that, you know, I could deliver that they'll be looking for, I'll be looking for pockets of those people to get connected with them. And more importantly, I'll be looking for the leaders of those tribes. So for example, if they had something like uh, meetup groups over there, I'll be looking for people who lead certain meetup groups that bring those folks together. So I can, again, use my 10 by 10 by 10 formula. I can get a hold of a center of influence who would want to introduce me to their constituency, who then will be so impressed that likely they would start their own referral fire for me. Now, once I discovered that market, I would put together a basic opt-in page. And I would promote a training event, most likely a teleseminar or webinar, maybe a recording podcast, kind of like what you're doing, John. Yeah. Because I believe that when you teach more, you will attract more and then you can sell more. So I would teach a phenomenal information that will help them solve some of the problems. And by the end of my teaching, I would invite them to the next step which would show them how to take the effectiveness of what I just taught them and multiply it by a factor of 10 to 100. In other words, I would teach them how to solve their problem. And then I would say, if you want to continue that education and see how to solve this problem 10 times better and 10 times faster, I do have the next step, but it is a paid offer. And the paid offer could be two different things. The two easiest things to sell are short, impactful training, something like, let's say, three teleseminars, one teleseminar a week, or three teleseminars, you know, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and then on Saturday, you hold Q&A or something like this, very quick, very short, very to the point, solving one problem. Or I would invite them to have a conversation with me and get involved in private one-on-one coaching, consulting, mentoring The reason I love that, I don't have to have anything ready. I'm good to go. Let's have a conversation. (laughs) If I know I can solve your problem, we're good to go. Now, here's the kicker. That opt-in form and people registering to consume my free training would obviously enable me to start building and controlling my own market. Therefore, those who don't take advantage of my initial offers, I obviously now have a market to have conversation with. Ask them additional questions. What do they want? Why didn't they buy? What other solutions are they looking for? And it could be a fantastic start of an amazing new business. Wow. Well, Adam... As entrepreneurs, we are always looking to do things better. We are always looking to do things faster. So those are two irresistible offers that we talked about at the beginning of the interview that a lot of people would jump right on. And I've just so enjoyed listening to your journey and the stories that you shared. And let's just end by giving Fire Nation one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can find you, and then we'll say goodbye. TheMarketingMentors.com. That's T-H-E, MarketingMentors.com. And John, it's been a pleasure to be here. Adam, I'm going to need one parting piece of guidance because you have been so amazing with your guidance thus far. I want to wrap it up in a nice little bow. Absolutely. You know what? Uh, I know you might have gotten excited by a few ideas from this interview, but excitement equals nothing without action. So take action. Look, Look at the ideas you just wrote down. Identify one that you can implement. And on that one idea, list every single step that it would take to bring that idea to reality. And then take the next 24 to 72 hours to complete all those steps. 
Don't just make this idea 99% ready. Make sure that you go from, from zero to full implementation. Make that idea work for you within the next three days. And then repeat this with idea number two and number three. When you do that, you will set yourself on fire. You're going to become unstoppable. <laughs> well, we love being on fire here, Adam, and Entrepreneur on Fire. And Fire Nation specifically is well aware. They can find the links to everything that you've talked about today at eofire.com. Click on the podcast tab because Adam is hanging out in the archives or just type in Adam in that search bar because his show notes page will pop right up. Adam, thank you for being so generous with your time, your expertise and experience. Fire Nation salutes you and we'll catch you on the flip side. My pleasure. Thank you. A community where fellow podcasters can exchange reviews, ideas, and the latest tips and tactics. An ever-growing library of incredible video tutorials going over everything from editing to sponsorships to iTunes SEO. Private webinars where industry experts share their tips and tactics. Where is this wonderful place, you might ask? Podcastersparadise.com is the answer. Head on over there today to find out more. That's podcastersparadise.com. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 